It's All Things Considered, and I'm Dave Lawrence with our latest episode of Off the Road, which you can find at hawaiipublicradio.org slash off the road, along with links to subscribe to it as a podcast. Today, we're welcoming back our buddy Judy Collins, who is set to return to the Blue Note. We'll hear later in our conversation. A huge aloha and welcome back. It's great to have you on the show again. Thank you. I'm delighted to be here. And, you know, I left uh, Hawaii and flew straight to New York and had two more shows and then went into lockdown. So Hawaii is my vividest memory. That's fantastic uh, that we (laughs) play a positive role, at least in this. And so we'll hear a little more about that in a second. Where are you now? And is this basically where you've been since the crisis started? Yes, I've been here the whole time, except for one night in uh, Norfolk, Virginia, which is where I went to do a virtual show at a beautiful theater in Norfolk, empty, of course. And that was my big treat out (laughs) (laughs) in In a hotel. (laughs) And you're based in New York. Yes. Let's dial back. You involved Hawaii in sort of the beginning of, of the story. And so take us back. Start of the pandemic. You left Hawaii and just share a little bit of, of, as you recall it, the way that things impacted your life personally and professionally. We got back home and there were some rumblings and talk about uh, some sort of a flu or problem that was going around. But by the time I got back to New York, the 4th and 5th of uh, March, I had two shows after flying back from Hawaii and I did the two shows in where were they? I I guess they were in Maryland Hmm. and then came back here and I arrived on the, on the sixth. And by the 10th, I had dinner out with friends and the next day we were locked down. So I live in New York. I, I have an apartment here and my husband and I live here. Everything was canceled. There was a kind of a rolling question. Would they actually be canceled? Is this for real? Are we going to never see each other again? Is there anything to do about this? Uh, Let's start wearing masks. Let's buy a lot of alcohol and spray (laughs) it on everything. So I have little bottles of alcohol sprays all over my house, of course. And uh, how about getting outdoors? We could walk in the park. We had some fabulous discoveries during the lockdown. You know, I could work every day, practice, work on new songs, play the piano, cook, get food delivered here. We were very fortunate because everybody around me on the Upper West Side of New York delivered Zabar's, which is famous around the world, Zabar's and Eli's. And so we had wonderful food being delivered all the time. And movies, movies, movies. I watched more (laughs) movies than I've ever watched in my lifetime. But we made sure we had a movie night every night. And we had lovely Zooms because at home, and now we've started back on this, we have dinners out in New York with friends at least two times a week, sometimes three. So we kept up our social life on Zoom. I started doing some podcasts, but also we had visits with our friends around dinner time, six o'clock. We'd have another couple come in that we would otherwise be having dinner with somewhere. And so we had a lot of social life on the Zoom. 
and lots of movies and plenty to eat. So we were very happy campers. <laughs> and you have a lot of high-end friends there in New York, too. Is uh, Dr. Fauci, by chance, a prominent New Yorker? Is he one of them? <laughs> no, I don't know him, <laughs> okay. but I trust him. I in fact, you. I'm closer to him than I am to certain other people that are my friends. <laughs> <laughs> if you know what I mean. <laughs> I get you. I, I get you. No, it's been a strange time, and that's a great way of gently saying uh <laughs> of saying it too, and uh, and on that note, a couple of the projects uh, we should highlight. You did this show, Town Hall, New York, and you had had a historic 1964 show there. In January, Town Hall called me and said, "We'd like you to do a virtual show at Town Hall, but we want to have you repeat some of the program that you did in 1964." 1964 was my first solo show at Town Hall, so it was a very big deal. There was a lot of pressure because you have one show and you're making an album. And in those days, it was complicated. You know, you have to get all the equipment in and the recording engineers and the studios and everything set up. And then you just do it once. And I had a great band for that show. In 1964, Bill Lee, the father of Spike Lee, by the way, and a wonderful banjo player that I know and love if I could remember his name. Uh, Now, when I did the show in January at Town Hall, it was live, of course, but the beautiful hall was empty. But people say, well, isn't it hard to work in a theater that's empty? And the truth is, no, it's not. During your life as a performer, you have all kinds of venues and with or without audience, television shows where there's no audience, radio sure. shows where there's no audience. So you're used to it. And I grew up in radio. My father was in the radio business. So right. having nobody in the studio but an audience out there somewhere right. is something that's more normal to me than it might be to some people. So the question was, what am I going to talk about? And so I was able to go back to review the history of Town Hall. And, you know, that gave me a lot of insight at who has been in Town Hall, how it opened. It opened in 1921, and the people who owned it were the suffragettes, which I found thrilling. And I got to talk about that and, of course, the people that have been there and the history. So, you know, I had a great time revamping my talk, (laughs) my (laughs) concert talk. You had a great point of, especially because of your dad and and, uh, similar, you know, I'm in radio, so I can completely relate to what you were saying about that audience not being right there, but you're talking right to them. But another thing is when you said that about being in all these venues over the years, no doubt you've sound checked in so many huge venues and they've been empty then. So it's not that. Absolutely. It's not that much of a stretch. That's right. We do our rundowns, we play our songs, and there's nobody there. But as you said, your audience is out there now listening just as we're doing this. Right. That's a very good point. Must be cool to be in some of those. uh, We just had Peter Frampton on, and he was telling us a story about sound checking in an empty Madison Square Garden. Yes. And and I bet you've been in some great theaters like Carnegie Hall and so forth, where the audience wasn't even what you were thinking about. You were like, wow, look where I am. That's right. That's right. I was in Yankee Stadium when the president of South Africa came Nelson Mandela jail when when Mandela was released the first thing he did was to come to New York and he 
he spoke at Yankee Stadium and I was able to sing for him. What a thrill. And that was with a crowd, though. Well, we did a rehearsal. <laughs> That's what you're riffing on, is being yeah, there in yeah. an empty Yankee Stadium. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <Wow>. mm-hmm. <laughs> How cool. And on the uh, note of uh, upcoming dates that you may have, are you doing anything different because of the pandemic? Meaning, are any of these reduced capacity shows or are they all going to be normal seating sort of deal? There'll be normal seating, but there are some shifts. For instance, we had um, 50 dates, 60 dates scheduled during this year and the end of last year with Arlo Guthrie, but in September last year he called me and we're old friends we've known each other 60 years actually and uh, we have a lot to talk about (laughs) and a lot of history and he said i'm going to call you to tell you this i'm not telling anybody else before i tell you but i'm retiring he said i can't do it anymore i've had a couple of strokes and so uh then we did oh we did a wonderful podcast together that's coming up We have had so much fun together. I was the headliner at a New York club called Gertie's Folk City when he was 13, and he opened (laughs) for me. (laughs) Whoa. Wow. So we've had a lot of history. (laughs) Well, that's a a great lead into this uh, new podcast that you've got, Since You've Asked, it's called, which is also the name of the first song that you ever wrote. Oh, it's so exciting. You know, one of the things, as you know, because you do this all the time, and I know it because, as you said, I grew up in radio. My father interviewed people on his radio show. We started out with my friend Julia Cameron. Uh, My friend Jeff Bridges came right up to the top because I've known him for, for so long and I'm such a fan. Then Christiane Amanpour interviewed me and then I interviewed her her for my podcast. And I interviewed, of course, Clive Davis and I interviewed my old friend Jack Holzman, who is was president of Electra Records all those years ago. And he and I are still friends. I mean, it's 60 years. It's 60 years this year that we've known each other. Wow. (laughs) So we're, we're off on a very interesting pursuit. And we'll hear more from Judy Collins tomorrow, including some Hawaii memories that stretch back over a half century. Find this in the complete Off the Road series and links to subscribe to it as a podcast at hawaiipublicradio.org slash off the road. I'm Dave Lawrence. Sometimes I remember the old days when the world was filled with sorrow. You might have thought I was living, but I was all In my heart the rain was falling, the wind blew, the night was calling, come back, come back, I'm all you've ever